Five. All right, we're back coast to coast, second one of the season. And as usual, as I'm starting to make it a tradition, I'm going to start with another poem that I wrote yesterday. If you guys are ready. Yeah. It's been a pretty normal. Oh, and this time I would appreciate if I didn't get crickets after after it ended on the podcast because I did hear. What do you want us to do? Clap? No, I just noticed that someone, I don't know who it was, someone edited in a cricket noise after my poem on the <laughs> podcast last week. I didn't know that. It's so funny. And I guess I people didn't think I was going to listen, but so now I, I would appreciate it. This one could go. I, I didn't think you were going to listen. That's, I usually that's don't, so but I, hap- I happen to see it. Anyway, today, today's, poem, today's poem. It's been a pretty normal season so far, but a few things seem a tad opposite. The Raptors don't look so hot, and Julius Randle has been dominant. What kind of NBA, what kind of league is this, where the Suns are tied for first in the West, and the Philadelphia 76ers are on top of it? So yeah, we got some some storylines already already ready to go, but we also have a few surprises planned, things we've been surprised about uh, in the in the short season so far. But really, I mean, every night, every night brings in new things to talk about new new teams that are playing well teams that aren't playing well so kind of just hopping around the league checking out what's going on talking about it but you guys want to start with with one of your overreactions uh yeah i'll i'll start with one of mine that uh the knicks could finish season as a 500 team I'm saying make the playoffs so you know you know you, not, I think I, I think the overreaction there has got to be that the Knicks are going to make the playoffs see I feel like at this point in the Knicks track record reaction to say they would be a competent team by the end of the year because a, a lot of what's going on right now I feel is um, sort of revolving around Julius Randle and just sort of being an elite player an all-NBA player so far um, I mean, he's putting up numbers that like Luca was putting up last year, and I really hope it continues. But if we're if we're trying to be realistic, I don't think it will. But overreaction season, Knicks are going to stay competent, and then that's going to be a great building piece. And just like what Brooklyn did a couple of years ago, they'll start building on it, and hopefully the young pieces will actually develop. Yeah, so I think with, with the Knicks, obviously Randall's been down. He's putting up he's putting up LeBron numbers like 30, 16, and 7. I think he had last night in their win. They're now five and three on the season. He's uh like he his his numbers have been insane. So you, you wouldn't expect him to keep that up. But if, if he can stay like seventy percent of what he is now and Austin Rivers is still playing well, I mean I haven't seen a ton of them, so I don't know exactly what's going on. Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, he's, he's playing he's great been too. Some, some big minutes. So Mitchell yeah, Robinson's I mean, I, been fouling less. That's one of the main so, things. I guess Tom Thibodeau had had the secret sauce because it isn't like they got that many new players on the team from last year. But uh, I do remember, like, like I think they cut Taj Gibson and a couple of like, like Bobby Portis left. So I guess they just pulled the right string so far. It's 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 crazy to see. That, yeah, that, the that, only like, the Knicks. The only new player they got that's getting real consistent minutes is Emmanuel Quickly. Yeah, he's proven to be a really good rookie guard, and I guess Austin Rivers. Yeah which is giving them good guard play that they haven't had for a while with uh, just Frank and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. But, I mean, the pieces around them are starting to play well. Alfred Payton is actually being an offensive player, which is a good thing. Um, we haven't even gotten Obi Toppin back, and I think he's going to be good once he gets back. So, we, I don't know. We? I like the Knicks. I'm from New York. Well, I don't know if you can if – if that qualifies a we pronoun to be used. All right. But, Whatever. So yeah, the Knicks beat the Jazz last night. They also had that weird they just smacked the Bucks early in the season. Uh but yeah, I, I definitely want to watch some more of them because it seems like something's actually happening over there. It isn't just some some fluke to start the season. Speaking of flukes, this isn't an overreaction, but I did want to touch on the Philadelphia seventy sixes who I put in my poem today. Seven and one of the season, but I, I am telling you, they are not that good. They have played no one to start the season. So I guess they, they could be good, but the start the start of the season hasn't told me anything with them so far. Tobias Harris, 
did win player of the week. So congrats to him. But uh, I don't know. I haven't been that impressed. Like they just gave up 60 points and nearly they gave like 130 whatever points to the Wizards last night. Almost lost to the Wizards twice who aren't that good. I don't know. Philly, good record, but not not convincing me in any way. Yeah, and I keep I keep hearing the argument that, oh, like since they were the number one seed in the NBA right now, like they're really good and they're clearly the best team in the East. Last year they were all, they also started the season Celtics. five and zero, and look how that ended. And that was not all because of injury. They just weren't very, they just weren't a very good team. You you can't tell anything by how good a team is through its first like ten games. It's, it's a complete overreaction uh, to assume. The yeah, but it's overreaction season. Come on, guys. I, they, they're the best defensive team in the league. So they're I'm going to overreact. Player of the year candidates. I'm going to overreact and say the Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers will not get out of the first round this year. I mean that's fair. I mean if if we look back to what happened in 2019, they had a similar kind of roster where they had shooters around Simmons and Embiid, and they sort of fell apart when um, when it really got down to it, and the time figured out a pretty stacked system once you knew how to counter it. So once it gets to the playoffs, I feel like it could be a counter pretty easily. For the regular season, I feel like they're going to win a lot of games just through defense. And I mean, itself. I still want to see them play a team. Like, their best win so far this season is against the Knicks, surprisingly. Like, they beat – they crushed Charlotte. They beat the Wizards a couple of times, like I said. They beat, uh, I think, Atlanta maybe once. No, they, and, uh, they, have, uh, they have the Magic and the Cavs. That's the, those are the other teams. Yeah. So – and then tonight – Tonight they're playing Brooklyn, but no Durant. So I don't know. I mean, the Nets, the Nets aren't terrible with Kyrie. They just crushed Utah the other night with the first game without Durant. But we'll see how that goes. They're playing Denver next. Then it's like Atlanta, who's like – they're not playing a guaranteed good team until Miami in uh, next next Tuesday back-to-back with them or like a doubleheader kind of deal. So Wait, we're – okay. The, the, the jury's These still out. Are... Jury's still out. Okay, I'm sorry. But all... these teams you're saying – like, they're not like they're bad teams. Which teams are? We can't just say the oh. ones they've beat. Oh no! Well, they beat a lot of bad teams, yeah. but they've also beat some good teams. I'm trying. Which to Which good teams have they beat? Yeah, they've like... beaten the Wizards <laughs> twice, the Hornets twice, the Magic, that the the Raptors and the Cavs and the Knicks. Yeah, I mean the Cavs and Magic. They, um, they do have good records to start the season, but I'm not seeing anything crazy mm-hmm. out of those out of those two. I mean that's fair. Yeah, I mean you've got a point there. I don't know. I just feel like the the system overall is still fairly strong as long as they rely on Simmons and Embiid's defense, and as long as I, I, think, I think this stretch this stretch coming up Brooklyn, Denver, Atlanta, then two against the Heat. If they go if they go above 500 in those next five games, then I might start to start to be, oh, here comes the Sixers, but not yet. I think that's a good litmus test for it, yeah. Yeah, so, and uh, national TV, I think this is their first national TV game tonight against Brooklyn, so I don't know if the, how that really changes things, but, I mean, it's, it's something. So, I'm going to overreact next and uh, again and say that Peyton Pritchard is going to win sixth man and so rookie of the year. And so rookie mine. of the year. He's going to be the first the first player to ever win both in the same season. Well, he might lose rookie of the year out to Tyrese Halliburton, who's been absolutely absurd. No, year. Halliburton's going to, get, going to get hurt or COVID, so Pritchard will slide in there. Also, Wiseman, I think, has a chance. Wiseman does have a chance. The, those three have been the best rookies so far. But Peyton Pritchard coming out of nowhere to be the fourth Peyton best Pritchard player on the Celtics. Peyton Pritchard is Malcolm Brogdon. He's Malcolm Brogdon this year. I mean... He's he's playing like a young Malcolm Brogdon, yeah. It's kind of crazy. I just I don't know. I didn't expect that much out of him, but the man's been really, really playing well. I know. It's awesome yeah, he, to see. He had the he had the, the nearly the buzzer beater last night in Miami. Great game, by the way. Yeah, Watched I the love whole thing. Game. Awesome. Um, but whenever he gets on the court, like he knows what to do every single time down. He he doesn't make any mistakes besides stepping out of bounds sometimes. But whenever he doesn't do that, whenever he stays on on the ninety four feet on the court. He makes the right pass. He, he takes the right shots. He's, like, he had like 23 and 8 off the bench the other day. He, he is if Lucky the Leprechaun got a roster spot, and, and he's awesome. Admittedly, he has had some poor shot selection, but that's also because I oh, think the no, Celtics just – Okay, my bad. It's <laughs> not like I haven't watched every Celtics game like you have. 
in, Pritchard in has not has not made one mistake besides having too big of feet sometimes. Ah, uh, uh, okay, all right, my bad. I I guess we've been watching different games. I don't know. But he, he's he's been a very valuable player. Hopefully, it stays. His his defense has been pretty solid too. It's um yeah, he's scrappy. It's really good to see as a team who needs some more depth. Um, but it really makes me wish he was like a wing player because that's really what we need. Well, Semi Ojale is yes, playing well right now. I don't know how long how long that's gonna keep up, but exactly like if if we're he's really locking down threes. Yeah, and and he good. he's been a bit more dynamic on offense, which is great. But um, yeah, he's, he's still I don't pretty know how young. Long so. last. Yeah, we'll I'm see. Hoping. Um, but yeah, Pr- Pritchard's been the Celtics' third best player so far this season, which is insane. Third, so, but yeah. Over Marcus Tatum, Smart. Brown, Tatum, Brown, and Pritchard. Yeah. What about Smart? Pritchard's been better than Smart. It's pretty close, but I'm going to give him okay. a nod for the. That, I mean, that, I guess Smart's. Job, like, Pritchard has had some games where he, where, like, he had a game where he scored zero points, so I guess. But, like, yeah, like he had the a highs, couple of games where he scored zero like, points. No, no, no one has had the highs. Yeah, Pritchard has had a couple already. Smart scored double digits in almost every single game he's played in, and Peyton Pritchard's done that in only two games. If we're just looking at like the, just the straight and easy stuff to look at, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just points. But uh, Smart plays well, better defense. I, I can just tell you, passing. from watching every minute of every game so far, no one has made me happier than except for Tatum and Brown than Pritchard has this season. I, or I like, can't or like enjoyed watching the team this season so far. So, Sixth Man of the Year and Rookie of the Year. Before we move on from the Celtics, what do you think about the um, the Celtics just starting with two centers and just yeah. playing three centers a good amount of minutes? It, it angers me. No, well, Tice, ha- like Tice has, been getting, has been getting less and less minutes. It hasn't been like a straight line down, but he's only getting like 12, 13 minutes a game most of the time. But uh, yeah, it, like if Kemba was here, it obviously wouldn't happen because it'd be Kemba, Smart, Tatum, Brown, and then probably Thompson. But uh, mm-hmm. like if if uh, like then Tice what, are doesn't we gonna have fit, two Tice doesn't. Bench? No, I think I think Tice should get should not be played and get Rob Williams because Rob Williams is having a good season so far. Too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Or just see if he can get like maybe a, like a high second round pick for him or something. I don't know because uh, this is Tice's last year on his deal, I believe. He'd be that's a free fair. agent, so. Hopefully some team would take him, but uh, yeah, right now it make it like it's fine. Like if you want to start Tice just just to start the game because there's no better option. Because Pritchard, Pritchard and Teague have have to stay on the bench. Rob Williams is is not ready to start yet, and then they like who are you gonna start? Javante Green and like have a smaller lineup. I mean it doesn't. Yeah. There's no obvious guy to put in. So just for now it's good till Kemba comes back, and uh, it is good to keep Tice because it's not like Thompson. Like Thompson's still dealing with an injury right now. And uh, Rob Williams, like, he is reckless out there on the court, so he could always get injured, so you keep him as some insurance. But just, if, if everybody's healthy, Ty, Ty should, should not play at all. I agree. Hannah, what's one of your um, surprise slash overreaction? Let's talk about the Celtics. Well, I mean, I agree with your point about <laughs> – they need to stop doing the two center lineups pretty soon because I didn't even realize they were going to do that. So the first time I watched a game and saw that they were doing this, I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, that's, that's, you have two forwards that are on the bigger side plus two centers. That's not a good, that's not going to be a good lineup against a lot of these Eastern Conference teams. Um, It is, it is an awesome defensive lineup though. I will say that with Tice and Thompson and Smart Tatum and Brown, like, like, it, it's been a very. Yeah, it's just a bad. It's just a bad offense. Yeah, line. but I mean, if so, it, it forces Tatum and Brown to, to score a ton because you're not getting any offense from Thompson and Tice. Like we're not running plays for those guys. Smart is not going to like all of a sudden have some crazy like like so. It, it forces a lot of isolations into Tatum and Brown, but they've been awesome so far to start the year. So it hasn't really been too much of a negative. But yeah, it doesn't make as much sense as as having like another wing in there, another guard. Okay, actually, I do have an overreaction, though. Um, I was just kind of surprised at how bad the Raptors have been, Com- like, comparatively. Yeah, like, it's really not looked good because they've lost a bunch of close games. They are 1-6 as of right now. I mean, I think we all called that they would be probably somewhere around the sixth seed this season at the very least, and it just, it's looking like they're not even, they might not even yeah. get that. It's a... Uh... 
it's not great. I think we underestimated how big of a loss the uh, how big of a loss Ibaka and Gasol were. Definitely, because Ibaka Ibaka has been pretty good for the Clippers to start the season, and uh, like just just watching them against the Celtics the other day, their centers right now are Aaron Baines, who, who missed like five open layups in that game, Alex Len, who is terrible, and then uh, Chris Boucher, who's not really like he, like he's not gonna give you like huge production out of the center spot, and then. Siakam is still struggling, but still, in, in five of their first six losses, they led by double digits in all of those games, which is a stat that, that they they were they were leading against the Celtics by like fifteen. Yeah, it was eighteen to five right off the bat, but then 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 the Celtics just blew them out the whole rest of the game. So, yeah, Toronto shouldn't panic yet. Like Siakam could could get better, but yeah, it's definitely not looking that great. Right Siak- I just picked him up because someone dropped him in our fantasy league. So now I have Pascal Siakam. Okay, that, that's insane. Yeah, and, that, that's and then insane. and then of course I put him on my bench because I was like, oh, he's not playing as good as any of you guys on my team, and he gets me fifty fantasy points on the bench that I just miss out on. Well, I think you're fine. You, aren't, aren't you scoring like points this week? Yeah, I'm still winning by like yeah. Oxide team. Uh, I I met I met Brady. Brady's okay. team has like nine hundred points already. But anyway. They're not interested in our overreaction, Sam. You have another one? Teed up? Yes, I do. The Indiana Pacers. They have been surprisingly fun to watch because DeMontis Sabonis is now apparently a top twenty player in the league. What what about the overreaction? I think that they can make the second round and have a chance to make the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that's a little bit much. I mean, Sabonis is one of the best big men in the league. Turner's had insane games where he's gotten like eight blocks a game. Yeah, um, Brogdon is one of the best defensive guards in the league and one of the best defensive point guards in the league straight up. He's been incredible. He was guarding Tatum and Brandon Ingram. I saw that. Was I know. Yeah. Uh, Oladipo is looking really good, like back to his old self, Oladipo. And they don't even have T.J. Warren, who they could get by the playoffs. Like, they, no one's really talking about them because everyone's like, oh, no, it's like it's the Pacers. They're not great. But we, I don't know about you guys. I forget what you guys did. But I picked them to miss the playoffs. And I, they're I looking like the second too. or third. I mean, with every single East team pretty much having some major problem where we don't really trust them in the playoffs, this is one of the teams where I, I think they could really be a good team. I, think, I mean, if we go I, down the list, almost everyone ahead of them has some problem that I don't like in the playoffs. I think Indiana and Toronto, we should have swapped our predictions. Just so just so far, just thinking about yeah. it, I think Toronto is yeah. the team. Like, I knew there were, I feel like there was going to be some team that dropped out that made it last year because, like, there were just so many teams getting better in the East that there had to be probably at least one that was going to fall. Maybe it's Toronto, maybe it's not. I don't know. Like, they still have all those leads, so we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah. Indiana's still well, a good team. Here's the and, question. Uh, what yeah. is our what is our biggest mistake so far if we look at what our rankings were? Oh, I Outside of the down. Knicks, because I had them as the worst team in the league and they're and they're playing. Well, yeah, well, I mean, which I'm happy you, about. But you, you couldn't expect Julius Randle to be putting up these numbers and like Austin Rivers to be hitting every shot into a big role. I don't know. I um, think uh I th- I think I underestimate just Segwaying into another one of my overreactions, I think I, I I underestimated the Suns. I think Phoenix is going to be like a three seed or something. Phoenix, I, let's go. I had, I had them on the edge of the playoffs, but they're really like Phoenix is low. rock solid. They're really good, and I'm really happy that they're good because I really like Devin Booker and Chris yeah. Paul. But Devin they Booker, played so I, well. I think Booker's going to make All NBA this season. He should. He really should. And you know who's awesome is McCall Bridges. He's he's so long, so he, like his shot is awesome. He's good. Yeah, hasn't he been shooting like fifty percent from three or something? Or maybe that was just, maybe that's that. I mean, they have just eight eight just really valuable players. They have seven players who are scoring double digits. Yeah, CP three, Booker, Aiton. Aiton mm-hmm. is still struggling a little bit on defense, I noticed, but I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. he's fine as your third best guy. Well, he's probably I fourth. Guess all of them. He's probably four. I know I can I can easily do this. I, I love the Suns. Bridges, right. Crowder, Saric, Campaign. One more, right? Oh, uh, Campaign is not one of them. Oh, really? 
Javon yeah. Carter? No, you're missing one. Jalen Smith? Nope. Frank Kaminsky? Nah, it's Cameron Johnson. I was going to get there. Well, it doesn't really we count. can't have you, you guess the entire roster. roster. Yeah. I was going to get there. Nah, you I, I bet I can have everybody on the Suns roster. All right. Well, that's oh, not also, what we're here I, for. I think, I think Utah sucks, too. I was wrong about that. Yeah, I was kind of wrong. I Yeah. Well, I think Utah's going to miss the playoffs. Bojan has not looked great. Rudy Gobert, the most expensive center in the league, has been eaten up by Jared Allen and spit back out again. I think Rudy Gobert has the, might have the worst contract in the league for a max player. Like, who's worse than that? Like, even John Wall is better than that now. Yeah, John Wall's looking good, which you love to see. Yeah, I don't know. And Donovan Mitchell's been kind of stagnant. I don't know what's happening. He's been terrible so far. Yeah. A quick plus about the Jazz, though. Mike Conley is actually looking really good. Doesn't matter. And it, well, if the rest of the roster comes back to um, at least the mean of where they were last year, or even a bit better, then they could, again, we're only like seven games into the season, so they could realistically get back to the place where they could be a real contender. But they've looked underwhelming, and honestly, a lot of teams have looked underwhelming so far. It's been kind of weird. Well, another one of those teams is Denver, who Jokic has been Wait, I want to hear one of Hannah's ones first. I want to hear one of Hannah's. Oh. Okay. I, I was just – okay, never mind. I had the Warriors and Rockets in the playoffs as seven and eight. That was clearly a huge mistake based on what we've seen so far. I think it's very possible that neither one of those teams makes the playoffs. Golden State's going to be a four seed. What? Golden State's going to be good. I'm telling you. I think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be four seed. The Warriors are going to be are going to be right in there. Wait, Hannah, finish your point. I just have a hard time seeing a team that has Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins in it as like two, two-fifths of the starting lineup being a, a more than in like a seven seed. They, they're, just, they're, dumb, they're just, they're dumb basketball players. I saw a tweet about this the other day saying like, um, Kerr is running like a calculus offense with pre-algebra players. Like they just, they just yeah. don't fit into well, the yeah, way they play. He's still teaching them. He's still teaching them. It's still early. Well, do you, yeah. do you, does, does it look like to you like Kelly Oubre is learning anything? I think, no, I think Wiggins, is, you have a fair point on Kelly Oubre, but not, like, if I was Warriors, I, I'd try to move Oubre again for someone else. But Wiggins, mm-hmm. I think, could get there. Curry is awesome. Draymond Green is, I think, is going to be solid. He's not going to be like. They needed Draymond Green back. Level. No, yeah, Draymond Green, it was pretty clear. Like, the first, Draymond's first, first game back, Steph had 62 points. It's not mm-hmm. like he's going to be averaging that with Draymond on the floor, but I mean, it, it definitely made a difference. I think uh, I like that guy. Um, what's his name? Damien something. Damien Lee. Damien Lee, I like. And uh, well, Wanamaker is a tough one because he's not he's not great. Also, James Wiseman's pretty good. Wiseman has been has looked has looked not like not as much as a rookie as he could. I think the issue the issue with Kelly Oubre, just based off what I've seen is the Warriors run an offense where it's everyone running around, and if someone's free in the, on the three-point line, they pass up to them, and they have to shoot immediately. But he doesn't trust his own three-point shot. So you see him hesitate or try and pump fake and then drive, and it almost always leads to a turnover. And it just kills the offense because it, it's just not what they're trying to do. And he's lost his confidence so quickly. It's kind of sad. Like I think Curry is back in like the, uh, like the 2015. Every night is going to be a show kind of deal. Well, it, it might, might not get to that level, but he is playing. Like I remember back then, I would want to watch all the Warriors games, and then, and then they got like ultra good. They won every game, and it was kind of boring. And Durant got there, and it was kind of like, how am I going to do for that team? But now he's back in that zone, or it's like Curry is the Warriors again. I mean, imagine how much fun this team would be if Clay was if Clay was playing. If Clay was back, they could win the finals. I mean, yeah, I agree. Honestly, yeah, it stinks. All right, Dylan, what's one of yours? I'm, um, I'm done through all of mine since you stole Peyton Pritchard. I had the Suns. I had Pritchard, and then I had another one. I think. What was it, man? All right, how about this? How many teams do you think have a legitimate, like, 
how many teams do you think have a legitimate chance to win the finals right now that you would feel good betting for them? I'm not saying pick who you think will win the finals, just how many teams do you think have a chance? Because last year so, we had like the Lakers, the Bucks, the Clippers, who we thought could win, and the Heat came out of nowhere. I think right now in the East, I'm going to say for sure Celtics, Bucks, and that's Heat, an awesome start. Then Spencer Dinwiddie goes out, and all of a sudden they just tank. Now they have the Durant thing, so it's kind of hard to gauge so far. But I think Brooklyn, as long as they get back to that level sometime in the season, which they probably will, they're right there. Philly, Philly they can't guard anyone. This is the issue. They, yeah. they, we, we knew this going in. They would look great. Their offense would look amazing. We didn't know Kevin Durant would be this good, but he still is. But they just can't play defense. So I think in the East, definitely three, maybe five by the end of the season. But I definitely think those teams. In the West, I think Clippers, Lakers. And then I, th- I think that's it. Dallas, maybe. But I'm not going to put them in that conversation with the Lakers and Clippers yet. No Denver. Phoenix, Phoenix, I think is is good. Denver, Denver has to has to has Denver has a long way to go to get there because Jokic has been unbelievable. But who else? Like Porter has to play has to play some defense. And then who who? But who's after that? Like Campazzo, Campuzo, Capuzzo. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I don't know. I I don't even know which teams in the East I trust, honestly, once it gets down to playoff time. Trust, trust the Celtics. I, I don't. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't, I don't have them why, as a, why, as a why, final team why, right now. Why, why, why don't you trust the Celtics? Because they're not deep at all. Their offense gets stagnant so often where it's just like Tatum or Brown trying to score. And when it gets the playoffs, yeah, that can work in the regular season when you have two all-NBA-level players. But – when it gets to the playoffs, they're not LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They they can get you can make a game plan to take down two players if no one else can shoot, if no one else can I, play offense. I think I Tatum like Peyton Pritchard. Brown, I think it's great, but I Tatum I just, and Brown are getting to the level where 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 they can be like the unstoppable forwards. Like they're getting there, but I don't know if this is that season. Yeah, and I don't I mean, even know if they will get there. You're still relying on Tatum taking like 30 foot step back threes to close games. Like that's, he did it last that's, night. That's, that's he's, he's done it this season. They're also one of the worst defensive teams in the league right now. Yeah, that doesn't get I guess yeah. number wise, but I, I, I would still trust the Celtics to, uh, to shore that up. I mean, I, I hope they do, but I mean, for you can't. You can't really contend if you have a bottom 10 defense in the league, which is what so, they have right now. I mean, it's eight games, so it, that, that could go either way. But from what I've well, seen, yeah, I, I, know. I haven't noticed, like, some terrible defense being played. It's just teams are scoring a lot of points. I don't know. No, I'm not, I'm not, like, at the state where I'm panicking about the team. I'm just at the state where I'm still, I'm still at where I was when we went into the season where I don't think we really got better, and I think it's going to be really – weird this season just because a lot of teams kind of got better but not really it's gonna be weird how it shakes out especially with the schedule well being around boston and just watching the team there's some magic in the air so there is a buzz this the the, the, the this is the best celtics team since 2012 you think this team is better than the one that made the eastern conference finals which time? Which which one? Okay, they, the, made, they made it three oh, times. Oh, not, not last, last year. Years. The year before. The time before last that they made it. The, the one, the, the one the with Cavs. no Kyrie and on, on all the young guys? Yeah. Like, well, Tatum and Brown were, still, were, were two years younger than they are now. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm not – I'm just not sure if we got better from last year. I think it's Hannah. not – like, I, I can understand if you, if, like, you haven't watched a ton of them yet how you would not realize how they've gotten better. But I'm, I'm telling you. You keep insinuating that you, I haven't watched these I games. I don't know. I've I wa- have. How many games you, have you watched out of eight games? All, like, not all At the way least through. seven. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm just more optimistic than you are, but I'm noticing not – I think not we know that that's the change. case. They are already good last year, but Jalen Brown is playing a, a pretty good amount better than he was last year. Jalen Brown has been has – been, awesome so far he has i hope that continues so you can make all nba 
That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but he's definitely an all-star. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's playing like an all-NBA player right now, but we'll see if it finishes that yeah. way. Hannah, what teams do you think have a chance to have a, a real finals chance? Okay, right so I have three in the East and two in the West. Um, in the East, I have the Nets, the Heat, and the Sixers. And in the West, I have the Lakers and the Clippers. And just to explain, because I, why I had so few in the East compared to you guys, I don't have the Celtics for most of the reasons we just discussed. I don't think they're deep. I think even when they do get Kemba back, Kemba's injury history is always concerning. Um, just, again, like a lot of the things we just talked about. And the Bucks, I think they're not as deep this year. Um, I still don't trust Chris Middleton in the playoffs. And I still don't trust that Giannis is going to be able to adapt to the playoffs because there's just such an obviously well-defined way to stop him. We're seeing it in the regular season. Like we saw it in that, that blowout or that game where um, – that second game where Miami beat them, for example, because that was the last Bucks game I watched. Um, and I think we're going to see it again in the playoffs because it's worked every single time so far, and there's no really no reason to do it differently. So, yeah, that's why I have those only those three in the East. I think the other teams that are going to be up there in the standings in the Eastern Conference, they're going to have good records, but I just simply don't think they're going to be anything more than a second-round team. And then in the West – I agree there again, there's going to be teams with good records. There's going to be like three and four and five seeds. I just haven't seen anything from those teams that make it look like they're deep enough or versatile enough to be the Lakers or Clippers. Enough. Yeah. I, I, will, I, think, I would do also want to say with, 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 with the Celtics being deep, they do have a move to make. It's pretty, a pretty clear with, with that huge trade exception. I, yeah. I, I would bet on that, on that getting used this year in the trade deadline. Yeah. Would you want yeah, to if they don't on? make a move for someone, oh, I really wish we just did the sign and trade for Miles Turner at this point. I that would have been so nice. So Tristan Thompson's had a couple couple games where he hasn't done much. I still do like him though. Um, so if if they had done that Miles Turner, it would have been what Hayward for Turner and McDermott would have been the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it would have been nice. It would have been nice to have McDermott, but I think Danny Ainge was thinking, I'd rather have Tristan Thompson, and then I can just pick whoever I want from any team with that huge trade thing. I don't know. But this is the thing, Danny Ainge. He he thinks too much. He's always like, oh, I could do this, which would help the team, or I could wait and see what happens later. He also McDermott would have been a really good. He nailed not really good. Okay, yeah, he he got a rookie guard for us when he could have gotten us a. I wouldn't say elite, but a really good center who can shoot threes and a solid bench piece off the wing, which is what we need right now. We still would have drafted Pritchard with that. And if, if we didn't, then we would have gotten Neesmith and he would have just taken some time to uh, adjust to the game and he would have come in later in the season. But I, I think he he's too tentative about these deals. I think it's totally fair unless they get like, a, like, I don't know, like, I mean, uh, I don't think Dallas would part with Tim Hardaway Jr., but, like, someone like that to come off the bench as a forward, like, I don't know, Harrison Barnes maybe from the Kings. Buddy uh, Heald. Yeah, Buddy, Buddy Heald is nice. what I was thinking. I, I, I think he might be a little bit too good, though. I don't know. He definitely wants out of Sacramento. Would, and that would, if, that would be and an if awesome... Tyrese Halliburton goes down again, then they'll, then they'll start losing again. What, okay, if, I'm sorry. If, quick, if quick, buddy, quick, quick intermission. If buddy could be what a six man, that'd be Hall- awesome. Yeah, Ty- Tyrese Halliburton. It's crazy. He's like he just he just came right into the league, like ready to play, like anyone else. Doesn't even look like a rookie. Him and, yeah, him and Pritchard um, must know each other. Yeah. The moment he joins the league, the the Kings start winning. Uh, when he's when he's out, um, suddenly um, two of their players' dads want each other traded, and then you come back, and suddenly they look good again. I it's just. Mind-boggling. He's already. He's always in the right place. He's shooting forty-eight percent from three. He his assist to turnover ratio is literally five to one, which is crazy for a rookie playing as many minutes as he is. I don't know. It's just crazy. This also, is, oh, sorry, go. I was just gonna say this is exactly why I've been saying that I don't think any of the success the Kings have had has to do with Luke Walton. I think it's happening in spite of him. Not it because is. of him. Just, just, just in case anyone was going to use this as an excuse to give him credit for literally anything. Yeah, and also, I mean, this shows 
that De'Aaron Fox can play with another ball dominant guard, which mm. just shows how much, how much, how bad that Marvin Bagley pick was. Could have gotten Luca, and this could have been Luca instead of Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. Ridiculous franchise. Oh yeah, on, on uh, the whole Marvin so. Bagley thing, like if he wants to be traded, why doesn't he, he needs to start playing and acting like a player that some team would want to trade for? Yeah, he, he did actually have a good game last night, I think. I think he went like 20 and 12. But overall, he has not been great. His defense has been bad. And just he's turned over the ball a lot. Yeah. And he's going to need to play better if he wants to get traded. All right. So do you guys have any more overreactions that you planned? Because there are, there are a couple more teams we can touch on. Um, yeah, I had, I had two uh, we no, could talk I... about, actually. Um. First one is that there's not more interest in Harden. I mean, I feel like I haven't heard anything about James Harden rumors in a couple of days now. And I don't know if that's in part because of just what happened yesterday and that kind of dominating everything. But it just doesn't seem like a lot of these teams that were kind of gung-ho in on James Harden potentially the last couple of weeks really seem to show interest. Like the Sixers, I mean, yeah, they've played bad teams, but they, they had to be pretty pleased with how they're playing so far. They don't look desperate to give up Ben Simmons for him. The Heat don't seem desperate to give up anything for him, and I don't even think the Nets can make that trade now without being able to include Spencer Dinwiddie in that deal. So I don't know, like, what other teams would make would pull the pull the plug. I think Denver could. I mean, I think they could, but I'm just not sure they would. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if they would, but out of the teams that that were kind of rumored that Harden either wanted to go to or that were in the mix. I think Denver, like Denver, could be, could get a little desperate and, and give Porter Jr. away, and try to see if Harden and Jokic would work. I don't know if it, I don't know if it would. I, I, I doubt it would, like to, to, to raise their level. But it, it could, like Denver could be like looking at this at this slow start. Like, hey, we kind of we kind of lost too many guys. Like, if we're gonna win this year, then we gotta make a pretty big move. I don't know. I mean, if I was Denver, I would realize that. You don't want to take the ball out of Jokic's hands, the man who's leading the league in assists, who's probably the best passer in the league, maybe behind LeBron. And if you bring James Harden to the team, he's going to need the ball in his hands. He's not the player who cuts anymore. He's the player who shoots. And he also doesn't, like, he's a solid defender, but he's not a plus defender. And what they need is plus defenders. So I feel like the better move would be waiting for Indiana to cool off and then trying to flip Michael Porter Jr. for a Victor Oladipo or something like that if he still looks good if the locker room problems are still there, because that's a defensive guard who can play in the system. But Harden, I think the issue is, like, there's no deal. Like, he his trade value is so high that there's no one, there's no one around the league that can really fit that package. Like, yeah, I mean, the, Simmons was the main package, but they're playing too well to trade. Yeah, because the other thing is that he's so bad at defense. He's such a minus on that end. He has to go to a team that's already got a solid like defensive core and kind of system and identity. And I think the only two teams that really have that are the Heat and the Sixers, who we already established are not going to make a trade for him right now. Could, could Toronto trade Siakam? I don't think Toronto's good enough for them to do, to really do that. They're one in six. I don't know. Like, it's, not like, it's not like that makes a ton of sense. But, I mean, and Toronto won a title, so it isn't like they should be desperate right now to make the playoffs again. But. I was yeah. thinking, yeah. do you really I, think pairing Harden with like Aaron Baines and Chris Boucher, do you think that's a finals contender? It's not. So why are you going to give up all these like players to well, get to get him? Well, also with Denver, could Jokic fix Harden's personality, just how bubbly and warm Jokic is, and just bring them together? It. Probably not, because negative negativity usually wins out. But mm. it would be fun. I also imagine imagine if Jokic and Harden just became best friends. That would be pretty funny. But we also got to take into account the fact that... How about the Knicks? Almost every time... Well, that, that's what I was going to say. I wasn't going to say the Knicks specifically, but I'm saying almost every time it's a team that we've never heard about or it's a team that comes out of nowhere that actually makes the trade. I don't think the Sixers or the Nets are actually going to do this. I think at the trade deadline, something will happen and he'll go somewhere, but we just don't know where it's going to be. It could be a team that comes out of nowhere and we just don't realize until it happens. But, I mean, there are lots of teams who could trade for him. I mean, the Knicks could trade for him. The uh, RJ Magic Barrett. could trade for him. The what, Cavs what could trade for him. RJ Barrett. Uh, I don't know who else. Yeah, quickly has got to be Barrett. in there. Quickly and Knox. Yeah, I'd say quickly. Kevin RJ Knox, Barrett, maybe? quickly. 
Yeah, a pick Mitchell or two. Robinson, Mitchell Robinson, maybe. No, you can't throw their entire young core in there. No, I'm just talking about like like like, like three out of this group could could all get traded. Oh, okay, yeah. I was about to say he's got to have someone like to pass to. Barrett Robinson and it'd be nice if like the Knicks had one veteran team. Like on your Houston. No, you, that, that that that'd be unfair. It's like he's actually playing well, but yeah, I don't know. It's strange because I think I don't think Houston's going anywhere anyway, even with Harden. Yeah, I think I think you you guys make a point that it could be some random team too because he's got those he's got two years left on his contract, not just mm-hmm. one. So that team would have a little bit of time to kind of wind and dine him and try to get him to to pull a Paul George and completely flip and change his mind to another franchise. Yeah, I think we got to realize that he does not have any leverage until after this trade deadline. Once this trade deadline hits, if it passes, he suddenly has the exact same amount of leverage that Anthony Davis did or that um, all these players did. And the the Rockets need to trade him before that happens. Yeah. Because they can get a good package at the deadline when teams start getting uh, teams start getting desperate. But they just need to wait. So it's going to be really weird to watch the team until then. Yeah, and speaking of watching the team, the Rockets announcers are the worst announcers in the entire league. Really? Yes. I don't know. I like, don't even really listen to announcers while I watch games anymore. Oh, you it, just it have just, you just have no sound on? Oh yeah, I just listen to music or something while I watch it. I, I do a combination. Like sometimes I'll watch it, it all depends, but like the Rockets announcers are so stupid. Stupid. I'm not surprised. I mean didn't they shout who needs James Harden when Christian Wood scored one time? Yes. The Rockets announcers Christian Wood, probably by the have, way. Killing it. The, the Rockets announcers probably have a combined IQ of James Harden's points per game total. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, hear, I, had, I had another overreaction, actually, if you want to talk about it. Ooh, get us um, with it. I don't think the Mavericks really look that good. I think they're missing Steph, awesome. I mean, Seth Curry a lot, a lot more than is being acknowledged right now. It's kind of like that, that spark plug off the bench. Um, and I, and I, I know we probably all noticed this. Luca did not come back in shape at, <laughs> at all. And that's, that's not great. They, they need him to be, they needed him to be at the level of conditioning he was coming into last season when that, when he took that big step up. I mean, he's not making life any easier coming into the season, being in terrible shape and knowing that teams have had all this time to like adjust to him and what he did last season and what he did in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's like, oh, he was just stuck in Europe with COVID and everything and he just didn't get a chance to work on it or what, but he, he still hasn't taken that leap into becoming a player who can really, who has a counter punch, who when defenses have realized what he does, he has some way to counter it. And he's also leading his team in rebounds, which is really weird to see. Because I feel like Cleaver Powell should really be doing yeah. more on the glass. I think yeah. we've got to wait and see till till Porzingis comes back to really see what this team looks like. Yeah, Dallas has definitely had a weird start to the season. Like they had the the, the huge blow went over the Clippers, the record setting just explosion that they put on LA. But then they also lost to the Hornets. They they lost to uh they lost to someone else who wasn't that good, but, but but then they also like easily beat Houston with. But I mean, I guess Houston isn't that good anyway. But it just yeah, Dallas. Uh, I wouldn't read too much into what's going on with the Mavericks right now because I haven't really been able to get a read on them. Yeah, it, it's just weird. Some of these teams like we we can conject, we can uh, talk what we want now. I mean, the Pacers, the Celtics, the Mavericks, but we really need to wait and see till. Okay, Pacers they're... and Mavericks, sure, but don't even try to act like the Celtics aren't aren't already awesome. Okay, well, I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying we don't know what they'll look like when all their players are back. Okay, if 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 if, if, if I guess two out of three of us think that way. All right. Fair enough. Celt- Celtics are going places. No, they're Big not. places. Big <laughs> places. They're going to the playoffs for sure. Finals. Celtics Clippers. Uh, uh, I, I've been just watching the season so far. Celtics Clippers is becoming even more, make, making even more sense to me as it you did before the season. You really think the Clippers are making the finals over the Lakers? Do we really need to go it's there? It's going to be one of the two. It, 
it's uh, to me it's basically a coin flip and it's, it's i'm not gonna pick the lakers so clippers here we come i mean i'll trust i right now i'm trusting the team whose two main guys have never underperformed in the playoffs versus the team whose two two main guys have performed in the playoffs and one consistent you sleep at night but you're not gonna be right we'll wait and see well, yeah, I mean, see if your unbiased opinion is that it comes to fruition. All right. Well, it's going to happen. So just be ready for it. Any final points we you guys want to touch on before you end it? Any final overreactions or anything like that? Or reactions? I don't know. I have no more overreactions. But just looking at the standings going through some of the teams. I mean, there are a couple teams we haven't touched on. Like Atlanta's. Atlanta's kind of been like Dallas a little bit inconsistent. They swept Nets in their two-game series, but then lost back-to-back games to like who was it? Charlotte. Gordon Hayward slaughtered last night with 44 points, and they lost to like, I think they lost to Cleveland or something. Uh, Miami, Miami. I haven't watched a lot of this year, but I that, watching them last night. I think Miami's still going to be really good. Miami, Miami is suffering from the problem of trying to start Tyler Hero because. They liked yeah. him from the last one, but also he's not as valuable to winning in the regular season as Dragic is, and they can't run him, Robinson, and Dragic in the same in the same roster with Butler because that's too small. And they have Avery Bradley for some reason. Avery Bradley's been good for them. He's been good. Oh my God, can we talk about Precious yeah, they just, Chua? They just have too many guards. Precious Chua really good too. So good. What a good pickup, and that's really, such a good place for him to I'm land. That that's such a great place to to like develop the right attitude. I don't think mentality. there was a single better fit. Yeah, it's it's perfect. In the draft, man is gonna have a great career with the Heat. He's he's perfect for them. Yeah. Also, I just want to do a quick point. Um, the Grizzlies. I know it sucks that Jaws injured, but the Grizzlies should be really happy right now, because right now their two main young pieces are injured. They'll probably have a top five pick in the draft. They'll get a really good foundational player from the draft along with John and Jaron Jackson Jr., and then go into next season with one of the best cores in the league. If I was Memphis, I'd be like, I'm sick of top draft picks. I just want to I just want to win already right now. So, yeah, but they were winning last year. But if, if you can win... They, if I'm Memphis, I, I, if, if I'm the Grizzlies, I, I want to make the playoffs this year. I mean, it stinks with the injuries. It might not happen now, but it, it is like I'm just going to give up when John Morant and Jaron Jackson come back. Okay, I think well, no, it's pretty uh, it's course. pretty clearly over for them this season, just the way the Western know. Conference still, looks. But I, they, but like they go into next season just about as well as they can, like Sam said. And just to add to your point, like they have a really good coach to direct all those young players. Yeah, agreed. Also, yeesh about the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. What? Like, I I just feel like they're they. Play Carmelo Anthony and you pick up good defensive players and then put them on the bench in crunch time when your main problem is defense, not offense. Terry yeah. Stotts plays Carmelo Anthony way too much. Enos Cantor is an awful defensive center. Uh, I don't know if you watched when the Celtics played them, but they were just isolating them every single possession and the, they just uh, got past Enos Cantor every time. Who, the, the, yeah, the Celtics didn't play them. Oh, was it the Knicks that played them? It might have been the Knicks. They played the Warriors. Um, oh, oh wait, wait. it was. But no, yeah, it's they're twenty. They're one of the five worst defenses in the league, and they just they got all these good defensive players who they're not playing. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't just, seen a lot of the Blazers because I have a bedtime. So the other thing I'll add to that is something we discussed before is that their two best players who have to be on the floor in crunch time, um, McCollum and Dame, are not good defenders. So you have two bad defenders built into any closing lineup you're going to have. So you already start off like 40% down. And then, mm-hmm. and then you add in these players like Carmelo and Ennis Cantor, and it's over. Like teams are going to exploit that at any, mo- at any yeah. point. Also, it really sucks that Zach Collins is out indefinitely because he, he was really great. Yeah, or he, he could have really helped that. solve that problem for sure. And I mean, you got you guys all set. You got you got everything out of your out of your off your chest. Uh, I'm just looking up and down the. I got no opinions on the Magic. I'm sorry, Magic fans. Um, 
Pelicans, Brandon Ingram looks really good. Zion still needs to be more aggressive defensively. Um, Eric Bledsoe is still just like not a very impact player anymore. Um, Jokic. Oh, I forgot. I need to do my top 10 uh, MVP candidate oh. list. Uh, how does the NBA MVP award tracker and the list is rather ridiculous right now so I wanted to list it off for my two humble co-hosts and see the reaction so you could stop me anytime I'm gonna start at 10 and end at one all right stop 10 stop Tobias Harris starting off strong oh, that's a really <laughs> bad note to start on next yeah. next Nine, Giannis. Eight, Malcolm Brogdon. Seven, Trey Young. Six, LeBron James. Five, Nikola Vucevic. Four, DeMontis Sedonis. Three, James Harden. Two, Nikola Jokic. And one, Joel Embiid. I think Jokic, I think I like Jokic in that list as, the, as like the only candidate to stay on in there. And Sam, I, stay on I, I want I want you to know how much pain you just you just caused me by I reading that, that list. That that was that was painful. That was that was physically painful. The fact that Tobias Harris, Malcolm Brogdon, and Demontis Bonus are on that list above Luka Doncic, and Luka Doncic isn't even on the list. Luka and we all is had him five. Win. Add that to the list of why is that there? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> all of it's based on stats, I assume. So it isn't like they even it isn't like there's, there's context involved. Well, yeah, but also Luca's putting up every stat you need as as always. But he's yeah, it still... is a little bit weird. I guess maybe because he, he's missed like a game or two. Because maybe. He even qualify. Oh, it's changed around a bit since the since that tweet actually. Malcolm Brogdon is now number three, and Demonte Sabonis oh. is now number four. We got Ben Simmons at eight, Anthony Davis at nine, and James Harden at ten. And Luke, don't worry, like, Vucevic is still Luke there. Is he's just it? he just went down. Oh my god, Luca is not there. <laughs> well and then I know you guys have been crying a lot too but the Pistons are the worst team in the league unfortunately and I'm, that's that that's been a big it's a big I, I like how we've all just collectively decided to forget about the, how the the Pistons just completely destroyed the Celtics that one game no they didn't destroy it was a three-point win okay I, I don't care a three-point a three-point loss against the Pistons counts as being destroyed no, if Sadiq Bay didn't make every single three he took, they would have blown him out both games. It's embarrassing that we lost to them. No, it wasn't. That was a fluke. It was fine. Whatever. All right. I think we've covered everything we, we want to cover. Is there anything else before we're, uh, we call it a wrap? I don't think so. All right. Um... Yeah, no, no poem to end it. We just did a poem to start it. Yeah, so, you guys, you guys gotta, gotta come up with some some way that you can put a put a finishing bow on the podcast somehow. I'm a poem, really. I'm just gonna say thank you to everyone for listening, and we'll see you guys at some point next week. Bye bye. <laughs>